0: Let's get started. I'm Joe. I'm Brian. And we are Where's the Rulebook Podcast. We're going to bring you a weekly board game podcast for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and going over the rules to play it, we will have a theme or specific game. We'll discuss our opinions, any cool features, some rulings, and any other thoughts that may come up. And because of popular demand throughout last season, we're going to start ranking the games that we talk about. But we have created a custom scale. We didn't want to do a 1 to 10 or anything. So we have our highest being leave it on the table to the lowest being a hard pass. But we'll go over all five options uh, every week we talk about them. All right, welcome back. And today we have a one of our theme episodes. So we're not going to talk about one game in particular. But before we dive into the theme, let's uh, go ahead and answer last week's question what game uh, are you bringing on like travel and what game are you grabbing when you are leaving the house that type of stuff uh do you want me to go first or do you want to go first on that one i can go first all right so there is really only one game i bring consistently on all my trips mostly because i travel with my wife and that is the fox in the forest oh, okay Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I've never played it. I've seen it at like Bam and all I'm sure everyone's seen it at their game store or out about it. Just a small, looks like a playing card box Mm -hmm. with a box on it. A little bigger than a playing card. It is essentially Euchre. Which, for those who are unfamiliar, is (laughs) those are not from the mid Midwest. It's a Midwest game that's uh, if you watch it being played, you'll not understand it, and even (laughs) if you know how to play it, it's still confusing. It's similar to like a spades or hearts, which are a little more well known. I would say different but similar. It's pretty complicated. Yeah, I love the game, but it's a two-player euchre essentially. And it's it's very good. Okay. It has uh, only three suits instead of four. It's its own game, but it does it in a very cool way. But it's a two-player only, and we play it a lot. Interesting. It's, it's really quick. I've seen it a bunch, and I've looked at the back of the box. and I'm always like, I that looks like I'm not quite sure what that looks like, and I like put it back. It doesn't do a good job. I got it because it was a two-player game and it was cheap it's like 10 bucks or something and we play it almost always because you don't need space yeah we played on nice. airplanes uh we've played it like in the car <laughs> it's it's really easy nice i'll have to actually look at that one another two-player game that i've been told about a bunch that we've never actually grabbed or looked at uh Morel, which is like the mushroom. Yeah. Our friends uh, love that game. It's a two-player game. And they always talk about it, but I've never actually played it. Because when we're together, there's four of us, so we don't play a two-player game. <laughs> and they have it, and I don't, so I've never played it. But they love it also, but not a random two-player game. Uh, for me, I kind of did it in two categories. So if I'm going to like a wedding, birthday party, any sort of gathering, mm-hmm. love letter, yeah. um, or Pass the pigs, roll the the pig rolling game. I bring every time. I bring it to every wedding I go to. I played that at a wedding. Recently. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I bring them all the time. I love those too. Just super simple, fun love letters. At least like on theme of the wedding because like love letters. Um, okay. <laughs> but our like go to like travel, I would say, is usually Cascadia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a- so I usually break and that and wingspan but i feel like cascadia gets brought a little bit more often just because of the size but we also love like roll for it or quicks um stuff like that which i know we've talked about in the past but those small games that i can fit wherever pretty much but quicks is a good one we've been bringing Yam Slam a lot because that one is self-rolling so there's like a little tray that you can roll in so we bring it to the beach and whatnot obviously not this time of the year because we're not going to the beach but We'll bring it to the beach because you don't have to have a table or anything, which is nice. But so this one, uh, a little different than most of our themes, I feel like. Just because we are going to talk about, not in particular, like the game or a theme of games. We are just going to talk about the theme, (laughs) the style of the game. Yeah. Kind of what mechanisms, what mechanism, what type of gameplay draws our attention this is going to be more of an open format uh discussion just around what we like what what do we prefer to play and what fancies us yeah so co-op games obviously is my top number one just kidding like the last few weeks we've talked about how much i hate co-op games we can talk about this (laughs) um but no yeah so co-op is not my first (laughs) not up there anywhere did you go off of so board Game geek has, you know, that whole little section that tells you the the mechanics of the game? Did you go off like that naming convention or did you just like I I used board gaming's naming convention. Okay, and what too. I did was looked up the games that I like a lot. Yeah. And then I was like, what what are the mechanisms that exactly. they use? And that's, that's how I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." At first, I thought like, "Okay, I really like this mechanism." i know a bunch of people have done like dice tower and all these other places have done like the top 10 of you know this type of game sure so i was like oh maybe i'll just watch some videos and then i was watching them i was like oh i don't like haven't played any of those or like the ones they did list that i knew about like i was like i don't really like that one i was like i did the same thing maybe i don't like that mechanic I thought was weird because like the first one I think, which I don't think will be on your, it won't be your top, was uh like worker placement. Oh my god, it is my top. Is it really? Yeah. I love worker placement games, (laughs) but like I didn't think that was gonna be on yours at all. So I like I looked and I was like I like worker placement. That's a pretty common, you know, mechanic that I thought was like okay this is one I like. Well shoot. (laughs) But then I was like I was watching the videos and like I watched I think it was Dice Towers and I was like they did like a top ten. There was three of them. I was like, I don't know any of those games that they're even talking about. Like, maybe I don't really like worker Placement. What did they talk about? I don't even remember. Like, a bunch of games I've never heard of. I know Feast of Odin is up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a pretty big one. But, no, I, I really like worker placement. I did not expect that to be your top, actually. It is. I, I I struggled because at first I thought, like, oh, man, maybe I like drafting. And I do. I do like it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, wh- whether it's a game like Clank or... But I couldn't think of another game that really let you draft your deck that I enjoyed yeah so it it struggled and I I looked through a lot of the games I was like man what do I really like doing and Everdell yep Dune Imperium um Dinosaur World these are very complex worker replacement games and I like them I like them a lot I like the ability that you have of a choice and the choice matters. It adds in what it doesn't just matter for you, but it matters because wherever you go, it limits it usually. Yeah. And almost, actually, I can't think of any worker placement game that it doesn't limit. Limits is always there. I mean, some yeah. of them, some of it does take it away completely, only one person. I mean, obviously, Everdell doesn't both. So, like, if you go there, no other person can go there. But Dinosaur World and Dude Imperium do the same thing. Yeah. Wherever you go, it others can't but in dino world there's no sharing of a space i don't think well right. i mean but I, what i'm yeah. saying is your choice really matters yeah not just for your turn but everyone else yeah and i like that I, it's it's i so you talked about negatives and how you don't like co-op games, yeah which spoiler is like is going to be probably my number one theme <laughs> but when it comes to competitive games i think that's the only way i really enjoy worker placements yeah i really like work replacement, and like when i was searching i actually didn't go to board game geek on that one to look up but like a lot of the games like i was kind of thinking about so like everdell was definitely on there i was like does this classify as a worker placement like like what everdell de- definitely does but like there were sure. some of them that i was like does it really classify as that just because like the it's so many games have so many mechanics it's hard so like on board game geek like when you're looking at it like everdell does have a worker placement but well, it's yeah. like the bottom one <laughs> doesn't make sense because i feel like that'd be the top yeah or middle I feel like the least, uh, yeah, like hand not management, too? worker placement, is kind of a big two. But I guess now that I'm looking at that two, it's it's not in the top or the middle, but it's actually alphabetical order, now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked at it that hard. I didn't look at it that close either. And when I clicked on worker placement, I was like, there six games that come up as top games. Four of them, I have never played. And so I was like, what are they? Uh, Do Imperium. But... Feast oh, so of Odin, which I've never played. You never played Dune Imperium, no. But it literally is almost exactly like Dinosaur World, yeah. Except it has like a fighting well, like, mechanic. Yeah, so like Dinosaur World's not even in the top games for that one. Um, Lost Ruins of Arnak. A lot of people like that. Yeah. They? That's like, is that a child game? I can't remember what the age group for that one is. I think it's a younger audience, twelve plus. It's a family level, number three. One. Yeah, family three. Uh Everdell, Viticulture, which I have I own, but I've not actually played it yet. Just bought it. <laughs> yeah. Uh but that's a Stonmeyer game. So I like I like that obviously, but which I don't yeah, so I don't know. Like does Wingspan count as a worker placement? I would say so. I don't think it's listed. Uh so in my mind worker placement isn't necessarily like the name worker. Like, you don't have physical workers, but having a, a limited resource. Yeah, you have your physical birds that you have to place. I was like, that has to be worker placement. Because you start it's, with like eight. Yeah. And but you can only put them in one place and you have to do that mechanic. Yeah. It's a limited resource. It's not li- like Wingspan doesn't have worker placement listed as one of the mechanics. I, I would argue. Which I was that like, one. then if it's not worker placement, then what is it? Like, what's it called there? It, I don't, none of them really make sense for that Type of, I mean, <laughs> once per game abilities, open but drafting. But it's not, wait. Turn order, open drafting, like the uh, Yeah, 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 the, the birds. Sure, but. Turn order progression, which I guess maybe. Once per game ability? You, like when you play a bird, it has. One ability, they can only activate. Once. Yeah. That's yeah. so rare. Um, dice rolling, which I feel like it's such a. I mean, it's a big part of that with the bird feeder, sure, but like sure. it's not. How does it make the game, I feel it's also like? It's not. I I, I would argue, worker placement's the main... So then I was like, I started getting into my own thoughts. I was like, maybe I don't... Maybe it's not worker placement that I like. Because I was like, oh, four of the six top games on Board Game Geeks I've never heard of. I've never played. I've heard of them. And then I've only played one of the top six on there. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's not my favorite mechanism. So going back to... I want to go back a second because you joked about it and how you hated cooperative Yeah. I kind of want to... I want to dive into that because, uh, again, my, my favorite theme and style of game is is turned out to be cooperatives. The longer I play board games, the older I get, I feel the less competitive I'm getting. And I'm still okay with in some games, but I tend to like the games that you work together on why do you hate them not hate but why is it your least favorite i just generally i look at the top six games on board game geek i don't want to play any of them for what cooperative yeah what are they pandemic legacy i don't want to play either (laughs) gloomhaven i'm good played it for eight months but i was bored i didn't want to I, I still argue with the Gloomhaven one and then Gloomhaven no. Jaws of Lion I was okay, not there. <laughs> uh Spirit Island which we've talked about recently. Yep. And then Nemesis and Arkham Horror the card game are the top 6. You don't play Nemesis? I I mean I will, but Nemesis is not the co-op you're thinking of. But I don't really want to play any of those. I don't know. I just and I feel, we talked about it during Spirit Island, I feel like, but the most competitive games in Pandemic and Spirit Island are both, you know, on there for that. It's that panic level that, like, you can't possibly get through this, and then all of a sudden the game's over and you win. Like, I'm, just not, I'm not into that. I, okay, I can And see that's you. not every co-op game, I know, but, like, I just and I don't need to be like I don't need to be competitive by any means so like it's I, I find it weird because you're always like oh you know as I'm getting older I don't want to be as competitive I've started to like co-op games more was like I don't super care about like the competitive side of it or like who is like I want to win, but like I don't, I, I, I don't are, generally win, so like I don't care so I, much about that. So last night, <laughs> last night I won both of the games that we played, which is rare. Yeah, but there was a moment last night where like I just needed a card that you knew I needed, and you kept asking and looking and you were like, oh, well, what do you got over there? And you tried hard. Well, in, in fairness, I didn't know that you could get something from the discard ever. I didn't either. I didn't read my card. Yeah, so like <laughs> I didn't know you could even get it, so I wasn't like holding it just so you couldn't have it. Like, I didn't think... I thought, because I already played one. Yeah. Because you wanted the queen. We played uh, Everdell. We played Everdell last night, and you wanted the queen. I already played one, and I had another one in my hand. I knew there was only two of and them. I had a cemetery, which lets you look at the top four cards of the deck and played for free. Or the discard. Yeah. Did not know that. And I drew cards, like, three times for you. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I, I was just drawing cards to discard them, because I got points to discard cards. point is... uh, I, I think you're quite competitive i played quite a few games I, I think you you always try to win yeah but i try and i try to win in a co-op game too like sure but I, i'm saying that there is playing the game and like playing for fun and there's playing to like i want to destroy you and i feel like you're always in like the i really really want to win i do want to win but i usually don't and it's very rare that i won both games last night like, definitely not both games like maybe i win one but like i don't usually win i don't i don't usually sweep the night which that was fair for for sure however we did play a new game and i generally do better at new games oh, okay i don't know why like i feel like in general whenever we play a brand new game like i kind of i, I don't think it's the best strategy actually I, I can guarantee it's not the best strategy. But I can find a strategy quickly, mm. and it does really well until everyone else understands the game better. <laughs> so it's like, my style, we played Verdant, I happen to get a lot of blue rooms and blue plants. Not the best way to win that game. Like, no. now that we've played it a few times, and like, we getting, see it, yeah. but like, at first, it's like, that's a lot of points, the blue plants are all worth a lot, like, and it it worked out as an early game option. Sure. Now that we've played it, we understand what the cards do and what everything else is like. Okay, that's that strategy's not gonna win anymore. It just no. happens to win when no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> we were all try- and I, like we were all trying something different. Yeah, we all kind of took a different strategy, and I think it worked out that it just happened to be for me with blue, because I don't know, like, I, didn't, I didn't look at the cards enough, but like it seemed like all the blue plants were worth way more. So like I don't know, the there were like eights, orange. nines, and tens, I- and like you had plants worth two. So it's like... Yeah, <laughs> but I completed all mine, but the problem was I noticed that even your wife beat me in points, but it was because she had more variety. Yeah. So it was like variety, completing your points. Yep. Because at first, it's very... I didn't complete very many plants. I just I had them. I mean, I had like the room and the color yeah. combo. That was what was working for me. Which, again, might be a strategy if that's all you got. I I think I only completed three of them. It happened to be my three blues that were eight, nine, and ten points each. But I didn't complete a whole lot. You both completed way more. But, yeah, you completed plans that were two. So it's like I just didn't care about those ones. But I don't know. For co-op, I just – I generally – I feel like co-ops, in my experience – they are too tailored to doing exactly what you need to do to continue playing. I definitely think it's a fault. And like, I just feel like that, like with that game we played last night, we played Verdant last night. We all did different strategies. We all played however we wanted. Like, we didn't have, like I didn't have to grab a blue plant. That like, the I, first time we played the game. Sure. But like, I, in general, I feel like whenever we play games, like Everdell, which is not our first time, we all did very different things and there wasn't like a time that you're like oh you have to do this or the game's over kind of thing like I don't, maybe it's it's not even player elimination because co-op doesn't usually have player elimination maybe you just you hate being forced to do something you i just don't do. yeah i guess i'm just as stubborn <laughs> i want to do what i want to sure <laughs> do what i want <laughs> i want to make sure i want to do what i want <laughs> i want to do what i want it might not be the best choice it usually <laughs> isn't the best choice because i don't usually win I want to do it and I'm going to do that (laughs) I'm going to go that way and I'm going to do that my strategy (laughs) it's a dumb strategy but it's mine and I'm doing it I'm sticking to it I'm holding to my uh, holding my ground and maybe maybe it's more of that because I don't care about taking points from you or taking points that you can't get because I got them because like favorite games like Castle of the Mad King and Cascadia and Wingspan those like little to no interaction between players so it's not like if I mean, a lot of those have none yeah but like there's, there's a little bit here and there like i could take the piece that you're looking for i'm trying to get a better collection than yours but like it's not even like i'm not trying to do something so you can't do it yeah i, I think maybe it does fall more into I don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> but when it comes to games that are competitive, my favorite ones are the ones that are non-interactive yeah. or have very little. Like, we just talked about Cartographers, yep. Cascadia, games that you're kind of just doing your own thing and you don't really touch other people's. Uh, Dino World, good example. Yeah, There's no interaction, really, between players. It's not like, man... You know, I keep thinking about Dune Imperium over and over again. I don't own it. My friend does. i yeah. played it. If you can imagine a game that's a mix between Clank and Everdell, that's what that game is. I think you'd actually love it. Because instead of having the... Yeah, and that's Worker Placement. It is. And I, I do think I like Worker Placement. I just think I like others better when I start looking at those because I'm like oh the top 6 Like, I wasn't even talking about theme I just talking about buying that oh. game and playing <laughs> <laughs> all over town <laughs> I know I really want to play it it's so fun it's hard it's, it's long too right it's it's just like the other one like, oh, like Everdell it's like an hour an hour I thought it was it's like 2 plus it's the, the the difference in that game because it's you, you draft cards in your deck you place your workers it's just like a mix between Clink and Everdell actually it's very similar to Everdell except for the what makes it unique is you have a, a war mechanic. Okay. I don't know if you watch it do yeah. but there's there's warring factions and you can go to battle and basically whoever has the most wins Got it. you get bonuses. The more and more I'm clicking on like these different mechanisms in Board Game Geek, I realize I probably shouldn't have done so much basing off of like the top six they show. Mm-hmm. So I think about it like most of the top ten I don't really want to play. true like in general not even on one mechanic (laughs) like because we've talked about in the past like the top list is not something that either one of us really go towards it's 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 hard because usually the top ones are the most complicated yeah so again like i just look and one that's you know I enjoy playing a lot of like tile placement, and that's under Dinosaur World, also, is one of the tile placement. Oh, yeah. You do place tiles. Uh, the biggest mechanic. So, like, that's under there, too, and like Cascadia. Sure. And, you know, so many that you place tiles are, are good. I think tile placement probably is one that gets a lot of bad rap. Because of Catan? I don't, yeah, maybe. Like, just in, I think it tends to be a simple mechanic you, people think and like now people are doing it better and better and i think in the last like five years but like i'm looking at those and arc nova is on is number one on that because it's the number four game overall and then terraforming mars castle of burgundy feast of odin people talk about and again like terraforming mars a lot three of the four of those games i've never played okay like, I, I do kind of want to play feast of odin like i feel like people I've seen it it's been so old It's old, but it's so... Like, people talk about it all the time. Our friend, uh, or my... You used to work there. I still work with him. His favorite game is Feast of Odin. Feast of Odin, like... uh, Maybe I shouldn't have put so much much power into that top six. And when you click on, like, view all... So for tile placement, how many are there? Like... Just shy of eight thousand. Oh, it's not that bad. Not that bad. But then it's an <laughs> alphabetical order once oh, you click into it, and I'm like, I don't care. That you much. can't sort it by rating or anything. I, I was doing it on my phone, and I, maybe yeah, you whatever, can. Whatever. I know you can sort by category, which I'm like, what? But yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I don't. No, maybe I don't know what I like. But no, I I mean, I definitely know what I like. But, but yeah, there, there worker are... placement. A lot of the games that like are in my tops have have some aspect of it, but it's like not usually the main aspect, which I think is kinda why I went away from that being kinda my main. You know what I dislike? Blood (laughs) Rich. Well yeah. That's just 'cause that game's broken, I think. I don't think I like legacy games. I don't know if that's fair. I I say the word legacy is more of a genre, not specifically like... It's an overdone theme, I I think. I'm thinking of a game we're currently playing now, Dice Throne Adventures. I think the game's very fun. I think it's awesome. I hate that we play it like once a month. Yeah. It makes it very annoying. I hate games that have very long campaigns and take months Like, Gloomhaven. I think Gloomhaven... I hate that Gloomhaven took eight months. Yeah. I think it's actually a really fun game. It has some broken mechanics that I hope they fixed in Frosthaven, but it's it's such a commitment. And it's hard to get... And maybe it's because we're old, and we're not, like, in high school, and we can see the same people every day and go to their house. Yeah. We have lives and work and spouses and... (laughs) other things that other things you know just trying to stay alive (laughs) yeah yeah it is hard and we were talking about that recently it's like i i've been really enjoying it too and like we could have gotten through it fairly quick like if we just wanted to spend i think i think you could probably finish adventures in a day in a day if that's all you were gonna play that day like you could there's eight missions, four bosses. So we always get together for like an hour. Yeah, we play like one thing and then we we move on and go back and do our things. But, but yeah, and for us, we both have, you know, so many games that we want to play. Yeah. It's or hard. we that want to replay or that we want to play for the first time. <laughs> and so it's like now that we're on like week... Game session, like six of Dice Zone Adventures. I'm like, I have all these other games I want to try. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to play these ones. Or I want to play this game again that we've already played? I want to play Dinosaur World. And that's I, the same group of people we played Dinosaur World with as the ones we're playing Dice Zone Adventures with. So it's like, I struggle sometimes with playing the same thing it on sucks repeat because, like that. But like you said, I just bought Arc Nova. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh man, I want to play Arc Nova now. <laughs> Apparently, I want to too because I'm like every every mechanic that I like, I click on it. It's like, oh, Arc Nova is number one. Yeah, well, maybe that's why it's so high. Yeah, it, it's, that's why it's hard because we keep growing our collections, and I have so many. I have so many games unopened. I even opened up Wonderland War. We bought, you know, what was it two years ago now or a year <laughs> ago? Yeah, a year or so ago. And i oh, I still want to play that one. Yep, they have a Kickstarter now, a new one. Are it already come out? I don't know if it's out, but the Kickstarter is definitely closed. It's there's so many games I want to play. Yeah, like you said, I love Dinosaur World or Dino World. Dinosaur World. What's <laughs> what it called? We call it Dino World. We both call it Dino. It's Whatever. Easier. Dinosaur is a hard word. It's even harder to spell. <laughs> Dino World. <laughs> Dino World. But it's like every time we try to play that game, it's always something else. Yeah. Or there's always another agenda. Yeah. And I feel like even if we just like, we want to play Downstorm World again, but then eventually it's like, okay, yeah, we don't, I want to play something else again. Like, so it's hard to like get commitment to play a game and like to play that. And realistically, like, I want to play a few times, but then like, I want to move on to something else. And then go back to it, you know, I know occasionally or something. It's just hard to get that kind of commitment and that. And like, I really, I want to, I wish I liked, you know, Tabletop Simulator and like. I can't do it. I just don't like them as much. I don't have nearly as much fun. I get bored. I get That's, bored. I like, I sit there and I'm just staring at a screen. Usually everyone's multitasking because, exactly. like, I'm watching a video. Yeah, we're doing time. something else at the same time or whatever. And so it's like the interaction is not nearly as good like maybe it's because like we both work in it yeah so i spend all day staring at a screen yeah i don't want to keep staring as we're staring at screens as we as as have screens in front of us i mean i have screens in front of me all the time <laughs> I, but it, i don't want to when i'm playing a game yeah that. yeah I just play all four game. like all four companion apps and stuff but like at the same time i like i just want to play the game on the table <laughs> but like that's such a good way to be able to play games and you can play them Because, like, maybe not every night of the week we can't, you know, get together and play games. But, like, there's hard to be a night of the week that I don't have 45 minutes of spare time. I could easily jump on Tabletop Sim and play Dice Throne or whatever. Like, like that could be, like, it's a way to do it without having that commitment of travel and, like, you know, the small talk and all that garbage that people have to do for... (laughs) but like you can just play the game and be done and kind of oh you can save it and like walk away and you don't have to worry about having it like open on the table until the next day or whatever i just don't like them as much i don't know why i wish i did it it just boils back to the point it's it's just not as fun you're not interacting with people yeah even though you are sort of (laughs) you are and it, it could be on a call but it That's why I think ruined Gloomhaven for us is we started doing it on tabletop sim because of the pandemic. Yeah, and sure it was faster, oh way faster than being in person. It had that one had benefits too. I feel like because like it auto did things in person. Like I had because I was one that usually did the maps. Yep. So I had a little bit of spoiler. Not like I didn't know what the treasure chests were gonna be. Like that is a whole nother page. But you knew it would be a treasure chest. I knew, like, oh, if we go that way, there's going to be a treasure chest. Or I knew that there's weird looking big monsters that way. Maybe we should go the other way. <laughs> so like, it kind of did ruin some of that for me. But the, on Tabletop Sim, that, I, you don't get that. I mean, you could click and see it, but then everyone would know it, that you clicked. It helped you automate, like, oh yeah, the automation used cards right. you used and drawing. See, yeah, I still play with my cards, even on Tabletop Sim. I still had my deck in front oh, of me. I didn't do it. Yeah, i didn't use the cards on tabletop sim i got i just got bored because it's not being a challenge yeah oh yeah when we at that point we had it so dialed down that we were like okay we know exactly how to win like and again that's the same as the co-op problem like every turn on the first turn i had to sing that stupid little song and then i had to do the next one the, on the next turn to like give you guys all the buff i was doing the same thing every game yeah i'm like you don't need me for this and that's like what we talked about during spirit island like a lot of times during the co-op games i don't need you to be there <laughs> like i we we have the same outcome if i just play the six p- players or whatever like if i play all six zombie side folks like same outcome because like you have you don't have your right to do whatever you want because you have to do that thing i get it which is it's kind of funny because one of my favorite games is a competitive game pokemon master trainer (laughs) i had to bring it in there somehow you usually like to bring that up what is that even classified as uh it's not a worker placement in Uh, board game geek i wonder it is rated as there's only two things roll spin and move and set collection okay which is interesting because it does have gotta collect them all drafting because you do build a hand it's not a deck, but you do build a hand and there's interaction with your opponents. The set collection is obvious because you're catching Pokemon and you do move. That's the whole game. Just move, collect, battle. trade. Yeah. But that is the most competitive, brutal, cutthroat game I've ever played. And I love it, but I think it's—I think I love it because of the nostalgia. Yeah, it's not rose-colored glasses. Not supposed to be competitive. It's like a 1.8 on, on the weight. <laughs> oh, it's competitive. It's hard. <laughs> you go hard. My friends would agree. I think that's more of the group. That's, it's probably the group that makes it the most fun. You can make anything competitive, technically. Because we're all—we're all mean to each other on purpose. Yeah. And, I don't know. Co- cooperative games just... I don't know. They bore me. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> so, the, my favorite cooperative game right now is Marvel Champions. However, that game ends on a good point. You end it when you kick the villain out. Yeah. <laughs> when you literally beat him down. But you're right, because it's still... Even when you do that, the schemes just cancel. And, like i'm fine with that and like that is a competitive game but like it or cooperative game but like i don't know i just even that like i don't feel like there hasn't been a lot of times i'm like oh i have to do this one like everyone has to do the same thing yeah and i feel like that's where most co-op games in my mind like that's you you don't have a choice yeah like i could switch to my alter ego or i could attack again like I feel like I haven't ever had the time in that that I'm like, oh, I have... Like, yeah, maybe I have to remove some scheme or something, but I feel like it hasn't been, like, a novel that I have to do the same thing every time. What theme do you like? So, I feel like my favorite... Worker Placement is definitely up there, but then like I was saying, as I was looking at it, like I was like, oh, I, don't, I haven't really played any of those games. I really like... Uh, let's see i really like end of round or end of game scoring okay so obviously with like wingspan and cascadia like you have your sometimes they're secret sometimes they're not but you get your points at the end and you start tallying up your your items i feel like i really like those castles castles has that too and you know those are three of my favorites um so i feel like end of round slash end of i don't I think they have them as two separate mechanics in Board Game Geek as end of round and end of game. I feel like they're... Well, yeah, think about it. Like, fine with either. Castles does end of round and end of game. Yeah. Cartographers and is end of round. Yep. Which I guess is also end of game. Uh, no, there's no end of game. Just end of round. Yeah, because, I mean, the fourth round ends in Cartographers and you just do the same. Like, there's not any... Just adds so, it up. So if you think of, like, with... I don't, I'm trying to think of Cascadia. Like you get your animal bonus at the end, at the of, end of the game. Ever. You get at the points. End of the game. You get points throughout the game or throughout the rounds also. Right. But there's additional scoring. Same with wingspan. Flamecraft was end of round and end of game. Yep. Yeah, you flip your cards over and then you get those end of game that only happen at the end. It makes sense to your style. Yeah. So I like those quite a bit. I feel like I like a lot of those. I, there's there's good and there's bad ones. I also really like set collection. Um, Set collection. Yeah. Well, I have a good game for you to play. I just, I like, I mean, we play, like, obviously, we're playing Everdell. We're playing, we played Verdant, Cascadia, like, all those games. You're collecting, you know, sets of things. Sure. Trying to place them in drafting. Yeah. I mean, here or there. Like, I mean, I, deck building, I like, but same issue as you is like, I like deck building, but I just like clank. Like the mechanic of deck building isn't one that I'm like, ooh, I want to play that deck building game. It's like, no, I just want to play think again. <laughs> and, like, I like some, like, hand management also. Like, I don't like to just have unlimited hands. But I feel like that's more of a, set, like, a side mechanic. That's not usually, like... Man, what game has hand management? Everdell. You know, I, can, okay, yeah, I get it. You only like can like have up to a hard sure. limit. I mean, so many so many games have hand management. Skate Summer. Skate Summer. Hand management. I mean, there's twenty thousand games that have hand management as a mechanic on board game sure. geek, compared to the second. I guess I'm, I'm thinking more of just like deck. I like deck building a lot. I I like deck building a lot, but I like Clank a lot. But like, I don't know if I really like a lot of other deck building. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Like, I don't like Dominion that much. Dominion's fun. and it just Clank's better. I mean, okay, that's a good point. Is there are there are good games and there are games that are just. The better version that you yeah. other player. So, like, Verdant and Cascadia. Same company. Pretty similar mechanics. Very similar mechanics. But when playing Verdant, I wasn't like, oh, I wish I was playing Cascadia. It was different. It's different enough that I'm not like, oh, I wish I was playing that. When we played The Hunger, I was like, I just wish I was playing Clank. That like, was very similar. Very similar, just not as good. <laughs> so it's like, huh. Unfortunate. I was like, I'd rather have played that one. So, and I, that I always thought if I'd rather play something else I'm like oh clearly wasn't a fantastic one dice throne I'd rather play Yahtzee I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but like I feel like with deck builders I look at them compared to Clank sure and so that part it's hard to do that with any game nowadays but like I feel like I don't like I don't know yeah wingspan has end of round end of game bonuses but when i'm playing another end of game bonus i'm not like oh like wingspan does it this way (laughs) like i don't know i feel like it doesn't quite take over for me maybe Hmm. when you're when you're looking for a new game you go to the store and you're browsing the shelves when you when you turn that box over, are there anything specifics about that box, based on like the theme and mechanics that you like? Is there anything specific that stands out, or are you attracted more? So okay, I'll put it in, I'll put it in my word. Uh, I'll I'll give you an example. When I look at the boxes, I flip it over. The first thing I look at is like, what's the aesthetic? Yeah. Because I don't know why, but I'm I'm a sucker for a cool aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, whether that's the theme of the box. So the the Wonderland Wars I was going to say Alice in Wonderland every time that was really cool looking yeah really cool art sold on it instantly second thing I do is I go to Board Game Geek oh yeah, yeah. but if I flip that box over and I just see a thousand pieces like I'm just usually like ah, it's too much <laughs> yeah I don't I feel like if it looks nice like that's kind of the thing like I like the, I will tend to look into one a little bit more often if it's, like, outdoor or, like, parks, parks and, you know, any, like, outdoor themed. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably will look at that a little bit more than maybe it's something else. Like, if I, if I play with two of the exact same games and one is outdoors and one is space, like, I'm probably gonna look at the outdoor one a little bit more. I like space games, but, like, like, I like- outdoor games tend to look, I think they look nice and look fun and it's places I can imagine and whatnot. For me, I feel like the biggest hang-up are those octagon tiles. Like, really? I don't dislike them, but, like, it takes... I look at it, I flip it over, and I see that it's, you know, just the same tiles as the games have had for 20 years. I'm like, okay, like, how are they going to do something different? And, j- like, sometimes I won't even look at... Like, I won't even board Game Geek those. Cause I'm like, eh, I don't really need another octagon tile placing game like yeah. uh, who wants to play cascadia but like <laughs> that one's pretty so it was fine <laughs> like the tiles didn't seem like it drive that game I don't know so like I look at those and like maybe because they're smaller too I don't know but, like I just compa- compare them to like Katan or something and I'm like yeah, I've done that I-, I-, I feel ya there are sometimes I turn over a box and I'm just like I It's almost overwhelming I feel like a lot of times on the box When I turn it over Like obviously I'm looking at the picture I'm looking at what it looks like And then but I feel like the text on it Is kind of something that I like I'm looking at Like not even like Not like font or anything But like what is it saying on the back And like interesting Like what is it telling Like I want to know what the story Like why am I doing this almost never read it (laughs) and then i look at four (laughs) game geek like you and obviously i look at the score but then i look at how many people cut off for me it's six if i don't know about the game and it's yeah if it's if it's below six six and a half like i'm probably not digging too much into it maybe i'll come back to it later after i look at it again like the next day do you get skeptic if it's high if it's high and there's four reviews <laughs> yeah if there's not very many reviews I actually look probably at the number of reviews more than I even look at the score oh, like really because I, I don't care if the, the, the designer liked the game like I'm hoping he, he liked it or he or she liked it like but when the, yeah when there's sub 100 people who've liked it, it as a 8.7 or whatever I am like alright let's look at this a little bit more but I really like looking through like the little, I guess the I don't know, the photos that they, they upload. I think they're I think they're uploaded by people. That's the thing is I like seeing all. I want to see what the board looks like when it's built. I want to see what the tables look like. Yeah. How much space is how it much space up? and all that kind of stuff. So like that's where board game geek just really comes in and helps so much because like on the box you only get to see you know what obviously what they're showing you, but like it's usually a close up mm-hmm. of. To show, like, the style or, like, the quality of it. I want to know how big it's going to be. I want to know how many different pieces are there. Like, So I love looking at those and, like, seeing kind of the, the whole thing. And then player count, I guess, is always a big one for me. That's true. It depends. Because if I, if I turn it over and it's like, you need at least three people, I'm usually like, uh, Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times I'm looking for games to fill a need or like a spot so I'm like oh I'm looking for a game that's good for six plus people or I'm looking for a game that you know me and my wife can play together and that's again where board game geek comes into play so much because like I can look at the best and the community of what they say it's good for because yeah if you look at cartographers it's good for one to a hundred players <laughs> what does that really mean? <laughs> Or, you know, Captain Sonar is good from 1 to 8 or whatever. Like, it's not that fun under four people. No. But, like, they're not going to tell you that. Because they want to say it's a 1 to 8 player game. But it's not. It really is a 6 plus game. (laughs) It's a 6 to 8 player game. (laughs) But they want to have it on there. So people that want a smaller game, like, oh, playable for 2. I want to play that game. But then they're not gonna have any fun doing it. And that's where like you know, the board game geeks come in and stuff too. But Do you think we're at a point where board games have become flooded? I don't think so. That they're coming out too fast. Or do you think that's just old I think it's just you being old. I just darn like... kids and they're loud games. Yeah. No, I don't feel that way. I feel like the there's so many different themes and genres styles for yeah the styles and space or you know fantasy or whatever you're looking into and like yeah there might be a game that is similar in a different theme or something but i feel like i usually don't i don't mind because i'm gonna say as long as when i'm playing it i'm not like oh i wish i was playing this like i'm fine with it like i'm i don't I'm not super drawn to, like, one space or fantasy or anything like that, like, over another. As long as, the gameplay is fun and doesn't make me think, I want to play a different game. (laughs) That's where it gets hard. And, like, sometimes even, like, if a game is too unique, like, I'm like, "Uh, do I really want to get into that? Like, I'm thinking, like, looking at, like, the back of, like, a dice throne... Yeah, where like, you kind of like invest. Yeah, you're like, or what, unmatched. What is that? Yeah, unmatched. I mean, means. unmatched drew me in because it was so weird. Yeah, the first one I saw, I think was the Red Rock, Red Robin Hood. Nope, Little Red and Bigfoot. Yep, uh, was the first one I saw when I was it's like, own pack, which was own pack. It's a two pack. Yep, I saw it in California when I was like at a board game store, and I was like, "What is this game? I've never heard of this. Why are these two very different fantasy creature and people fighting i think like i couldn't even i didn't even know what they were doing like what is it and it's like it's you can play it like it wasn't an expansion it is sort of an expansion but like not really and so i was just like like, what is this thing i didn't buy it because i had no idea what was going on and now i have them all (laughs) but like and it's fantastic yeah so it's like sometimes it's like you look at it and you're like oh it's too similar i don't super care or it's way too off the wall it's weird like we were talking about that junk art (laughs) game like you have to stack things up i probably don't need to stack anything like i'm good i i thought it looked fun it reminded me of a game you have that's the wooden pieces that are like an (laughs) egg and a it's got like an egg and it's got like flat and some are square and blocks. and You got to stack them up. You have it. We played it long time ago. I'm talking like four or five years ago at a, a brewery. And you brought it. Four or five it. years ago, you to stack up eggs and flat things. I can find it. It's like a wooden pieces game and you just stack. If it's that long ago, it's not tend- tender blocks because that's only a few years old. I, I can find it. Huh. Point is, they reminded me of that. Yeah, it's colorful. I don't know. It's fun. It's like Jenga, just a fun game to play. To just like whatever. I don't care what happens. <laughs> the problem I have with some games is they take so long. So you'll be playing a game for two hours. Yeah, like Stardew Valley. I love Stardew Valley. I love the theming. I love the concepts. The problem is when you play that game, you're often playing for like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long that's time. It's the only game you're playing then. Exactly. That and that's part like being that we have other lives. Like I'm not gonna. I don't. If I if I get together for a couple hours, like I would love to play two or three games. But like yeah, we play one. Okay, I just played one game and. All right, when they was, drive home. Yeah, it wasn't even that great or whatever. <laughs> like, especially if you lost. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's kind of the the part. For I feel like I don't like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like player count. I don't look at the time too much. I feel like it's so. I don't look at time. I wish there was a. Co- I wish Board Game Geek would put a community community time time on there. And we just talked about it. I think it was in the last one about cartographers. Like how Stardew has it saying per player, per probably. player, super cool, and it was still a little bit over, I think, but like makes it more realistic. It makes it more realistic, and you look at a game, and it's like, oh, this game's gonna take two hours. Like, like, Dinosaur World takes two hours. It's like yeah, ninety to one hundred and twenty minute game. Accurate. And I was like, ha, ah, like that. That's a big game, but it's enough that you do it throughout the game it's so much so much is going on you're, but. you're constantly i mean i i think when we played it last i remember there was a turn i was like sweating because i was like <laughs> i can't mess up it's probably because you were <laughs> hungry or something <laughs> maybe, maybe i was getting the like the meat sweats i was <laughs> no but i remember we because that game is like the most complicated you're mid-maxing you're thinking like Skills and DNA and dinosaurs, and even, and even right the, in the first time we were playing it, we were like trying to figure out how to like min max it. But I feel like Go. when you first playing it, it's like usually you just kind of play and you're like, I'm just gonna try to collect this oh, random no, thing and see we what happens. Hard, <laughs> but because that game was a two hour game,
1: yeah, like, maybe
0: maybe in the first round, we probably were like, Oh, that one looks cool, I'm gonna grab that one, but then we're like, Oh, now that I did that, I can do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Like, that was such a good game. Yeah, I want to play it again. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's a commitment. But like, I really wish like there was a way, because a lot of the times I look at a game and flip it over and it says two hours, I'm probably putting it back on the shelf. Like, yeah. I don't, because not only when you look at that two hour mark do you think it's gonna take two hours, but that's a complicated game. Then, yeah, and like Dinosaur World has a lot going on, but like it's not super hard to like figure out no. what's happening no like 2 min max and to win like sure it's going to be difficult but like it's not like it's not like a game that you have to be like looking at like encyclopedias to figure no, out what you're doing no. just there's a lot of it the, just takes bottom. a long time and yeah. it's I, I wish there was a way to better describe that i also i'm just as we we're talking about time i'm thinking about like food chain a game that you haven't played yeah. but in that game the very first thing you do is that each player has three like different scorecards and they choose what scorecard they want to put in into the middle and that that helps like determine the game length and so you can play short, normal or long and I know Skate Summer had that kind of like you could choose yeah. the, the shorter game or the middle game or whatever I feel like you don't see that a whole lot. You don't most games are just that's... i feel like it is hard to like have the game scalable between a time frame and like player counts and everything else that they're trying to deal with But really cool feature like oh I'm, i only want to play this game for 45 minutes let's play the short version of it sure 20 minutes yeah and so it's i wish more games did that i guess too but yeah i really like and we were talking about it, i think in cartographers but like put a base time like this game's gonna take you 20 minutes but for anyone over five players add another 10 minutes to the game or something like that and i know it's hard because like if everyone knows the rules and everyone knows exactly what they're doing like makes it real quick it makes it quicker for a lot of games but like in dinosaur world i don't think it's gonna make it a whole lot quicker (laughs) like even if everyone knew exactly what like each tile did that game's still gonna take an hour and a half. <laughs> There's just a lot to consider and think about. But even like Dice Throne, it got to the point in Dice Throne where we were just we were going quick. And even though we were going quick, it still takes a while. Yeah, it definitely takes longer. And I feel like that's something that, like, as the person who usually is bringing the games or teaching the games, like I always have to kind of remember that. It's like, my wife and I can play Wingspan pretty quick. Half hour-ish. Yeah. 45 minutes, maybe. But when we play with four people, like an hour. it takes longer. Plus, when those other two people don't know how to play, then you have to, like, take that into account, because, like, they have to read each word card that shows up, or they have to do this yeah. thing and, like, figure out what that means and all that. And so it's like, a lot of times, I forget about that concept of it, too, because, like, and I know I do really bad, and i like, when we go and play games... Or it's actually whenever we go and do a lot of things. I'd be like, oh, like gonna go and do disc golf. Going to disc golf, Joe and I can do that course in 30 minutes. Yeah, I have that problem. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I'll be home in like an hour. And then it's like an hour later. I'm on hold like nine. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's been an hour and I'm not even driving home yet. <laughs> it takes a lot longer when you have more people. So Worker Placement was your number one yeah. type of game, huh? Did not I would not have expected that. I didn't expect it from you either, to be honest. I, lo- I love worker placement games i didn't think i did until i actually looked at all the games i like yeah and i was like oh and then the mechanic kind of made sense to me and i liked how it worked yeah and that's kind of how the same thing i look at my games that i really enjoy the games that i'll always play yeah most of them have like an end of score end of round end of end of game scoring i like that i do like the secret scoring too like i know we talked about that during like flamecraft and stuff it's okay and like i think that's fun it adds a little something to the game usually it it too mario party for me though like i feel like they have to be like i think wingspan does it well i don't think it does do it well where it's not like a guarantee no one's gonna all of a sudden dominate because they have you know two end of game bonuses or whatever i'm thinking like castles (laughs) yeah castles he does kind of get pretty mario party which is i don't know why i love i think the mechanic in castles is so good that it overrides everything yeah but castles has a lot of weird like mechanics too like that i i guess that they have one they call it hidden victory points which i guess that but that's the one that has the i cut you choose yeah like did you make that up but i was like like, i cut you choose but I mean that's a I mean that's the whole like Growing up you get to cut the sandwich in half But I get to pick what side I take first <laughs> So like do I want to cut one Bigger or smaller yeah. Or do I cut them even It's a pretty cool way to do, do things Yeah and that mean I guess that has tile placement too Which I feel like I like tile placements when It matters To like my area And my board Yeah like, I feel like some tile placements. I'm just like it doesn't really matter where you put it. Sure, but like when it when it does, like I I think tile kind of like uh, the night game we played, night cage, night cage. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's like that's yeah that's like tile placement sort of, but, but really, like it didn't really matter. It, it Didn't really matter. Place. And like, yeah, that one has like. I wonder what they call that. I'm gonna look that one up right now. It has to be tile placement. It's not even a worker management. It's like tile and move. <laughs> yeah. They probably make it. They probably made up a new name. Grid movement, tile placement. Grid su- movement. Sudden death ending. That's a. I mean, that's true. What is that? It has a very root is forbidden island ending. Yeah. Sudden death. Yeah, that's not a very popular one. One hundred and ninety-five games have it listed. No, because I don't like it. <laughs> it's not popular because I don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> they shouldn't make games like that. Uh, ask me first. Root is on there as a sudden. Never played it. My friend has been trying to get yeah. me to play Root for. Years. I see it all the time. I'm always like that game looks like it probably is fun. He loves it. It's like one of his favorite games. But at the same time, I'm like yeah, I don't like it. Oh, he's my, my biggest board game buddy that lives downstate. Grid management pieces on a map. It's all night Cage. I don't have much more to talk about. Yeah, me neither. You can find our page on Instagram at instagram.com slash rulebook, or email us at rulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there help us. And we'll just go with the easy one this week, which will give us stuff, not something to answer next week, but What was your what's your favorite game mechanic? (laughs) Obviously, our theme. So surprises or tell us what you had for lunch or dinner. I don't care. Joe doesn't care. We're going to look at them. We're going to laugh. But if you put something in there, it helps us in the ranking. So other people find us. Uh, And like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by lantern games a local game store in traverse city michigan they do have an amazing website they do ship uh for lantern.games is their website which is super cool it's not a dot com i think it's really cool it's a dot games also from their website or if you go into the store if you use the discount code rulebook you will receive 10% off and that includes online purchases or like I said, in store purchases. So you can check out their website, you can uh, get a game sent to you or some magic cards or whatever else you might be looking for. And you get to save 10% by using the discount code Rulebook. Uh, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about are owned by either Joe or myself or in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music where John is slapping bass for them. Um, And check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing.